to do something a little bit different this morning. You know, in um, Timothy, Paul exhorts Timothy um, in 1 Timothy 4.13. He says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. So we do quite a lot of numbers two and three, preaching and teaching, but we're going to do some public reading of scripture this morning. And I just felt a few weeks back that God downloaded me as I woke up some scriptures that he wanted us wanted me to read. So we're going to look at Jesus foretold from the Old Testament, Jesus the man from the Gospels, and then Jesus the lamb and the eternal king in Revelation. So it's going to be a bit different, but I'm asking you to stick with this. Let the word speak to you. We don't need necessarily man's interpretation. The word is enough in, on its own. The word will set you free. The word is truth. The truth will set you free. So allow, if I may ask, your minds, your souls, your emotions, your spirits to be touched by the word this morning. Just the word. And I'm going to put Jesus before you. He came to set us free. So allow the word, the truth of Jesus, to set you free this morning. Um, When Jesus was growing up, that's all they used to do. They used to pull scrolls of the Torah out and just read. They'd just read scripture. Um, So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're a little bit more fortunate than them that we have the New Testament as well. But the word of God is alive. It says in Hebrews, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So I'm trusting that the word is going to do that in us this morning. Okay, so the AV guys are going to be a little bit busy because we've got some good chunks to, to read. Um, God's gone before me already. Hunt's read a, a passage this morning in the prayer meeting out of John 1, one, out of John chapter 1. That's going to be one of ours. And then Lucas has just read out of Isaiah 53. That's also going to be one of the passages. But let's start with Isaiah chapter 9. Get ready. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy, and they rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor. Every warrior's boot 
used in battle, and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. It will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. Isaiah 53. Thanks, Hans. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no no beauty or majesty to attract us to him and nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked. And with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence. Nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, And he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. How are you doing? Good? Okay, we're going to John now. John chapter 1. 
I just feel strongly God, God wants to do some paradigm shifts in our, our minds and hearts today. Just as, we look, just as we look at Jesus, the man. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Oh yes, come on. Children born, not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me, he has surpassed me, because he was before me. And from the fullness of his grace... We have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. That person, that one and only, has a name. His name is Jesus. Okay, let's go to John chapter 14. You doing okay? Enjoying this? Oh, the word is so rich, isn't it? So rich. John chapter 14. This is Jesus speaking now to his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back 
and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, that that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Come on. Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world, the world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obey them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and, he will, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say I'm going going away and I'm coming back to you. 
If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me, but the world must learn that I love the Father, and I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Okay, so that was Jesus the man. We've had Jesus foretold and Jesus the man. And now we're going to look into Revelation and, and see Jesus the, the lamb and the eternal king. Um, just one thing. Um, I'm going to read Re- Revelations 4 and 5. But in Revelation 1 verse 3 it says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the word aloud, the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take heart what is written in it, because the time is near. So as we read part of this prophecy, be blessed. As you hear it, be blessed. Okay, Revelations 4 and 5. Can I have um, Gene, can you come and start strumming on the keyboards? I'll leave that with you as to how you do that. (laughs) Revelation 4. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I, heard, I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, a rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Get your head around that. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircle the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. And they were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. There are these are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne was a group, was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. And the first living creature was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had the face of a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. And day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him, 
who sits on the throne and who lives forever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Can we just stay with that? Can we all say that together? Verse 11. Let's say it together. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. And he is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures, and the elders and he had seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the whole earth and he came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne and when he had taken it the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation you have made them to be a kingdom and kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Together, Worthy, let's say it, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. 
than I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Can we do that now?